freaking it's 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 freaking record time. Where the hell is he? Giants. 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 Hey, fuck. Sorry. Get over here. Get your hand out of your pants and let's do this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's this cute girl that I'm texting and all of a sudden uh, I just couldn't control myself. Yeah, whatever. Get on the mic. Let's get this recording going. Robert's waiting on us. I know. Speaking of, where is Robert? Hey, yo. Oh, oh there he is. There he is. Yeah, what's up? Dude, you didn't even knock on the door. Well, welcome oh, everybody, everybody to uh, the PHG podcast this week. This... I'm uh, Chris with our other host, Giants. And our special guest this week, our first foreign affair, Senor Robert. Now, Robert, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, buddy? Where are you from? What you do? Things like that? Okay, well, um, originally from Canada, but now I live in Poland. I've been in Poland since 95, so it's been quite a few years. Wow, you're older than like half of our members. I would imagine. <laughs> I'm, usually <laughs> most, <laughs> I'm usually the most oldest on most servers wherever I was up to now, but... Well, you're also yeah. going to say you've been in Poland longer than probably a good chunk of our members have been alive. I would imagine, yeah, that's quite possible, yeah. Considering my age, well, what, 42, 3, so, yeah. 43, I didn't know they stack shit that old. Yeah, I believe he's the oldest member. Uh, no, um, we actually well, no. older. Oh, wow, okay. I was like, we had a new guy join, like, two weeks ago, and he's just a slightly older thing. He's, like, 45. I, he's older than my mother. I do know that. 1978. Oh, and, uh... Oh, I generally work in IT, so my life rotates around computers. That's, that's why you like us so much. That's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's basically, that's just a rundown of how it looks from my end, but... Yeah. So, you, you lived in Canada, and then you, you immigrated to Poland. So well, how did I, that occur? I gotta ask. Anyway, so in 1970, my parents were planning to do something for their honeymoon because they were getting they were going to get married. And well, in 1981, they decided to get married, and as soon as they got married, they decided to go for a honeymoon. And since my uncle jumped a ship in the port in Halifax, Nova Scotia, uh, and he set himself up there with an apartment and some other stuff, and he had a job, so my parents decided to go there for their honeymoon, and they decided to come there just two weeks before September. Well, and also they were, my mom was pregnant with me at the time. So when they landed at the airport, they got out, they took their, I think it was four or five bags, luggage bags with them and a couple of carry-ons. So what you're saying is, so what you're saying is you're a shotgun baby. I don't know exactly, to be <laughs> honest. Could be that. I mean... I'm just screwing they, with you. <laughs> well, I don't know. It might have been something like that. I don't know, man. You know, yeah. History. Whatever. <laughs> I know. You were born before the Berlin Wall, so that's kind of hard to... Uh, or the destruction of the Berlin Wall, I should say. So that's kind of hard to, you know, gauge. Uh, it could have been... Point. They decided to stay after they heard the information that Poland uh, closed off all of its borders and that communism started. Gotcha. They were scared for their life, so they basically uh, stayed there. They found a job. They learned English. They got their immigration papers all in order, so they had a land- landed immigrant status. And then I was born after two weeks of being there because I was born on this. I shouldn't be talking like this, but it was on the 16th of September. The 16th so, of September. Yeah, that's when little Robert, well, not that little. I think I was about four kilograms when I was born, so it was 
I've so, been a big guy. That is about 8.4 pounds for those that are yeah. unaware of a kilogram. Or, yeah. or Chris, what would that be? About uh, four bags of cocaine? <laughs> no, I wouldn't know, sir. I don't know. You, you measure it. I mean, you should know. Not that much. You've never measured that much? <laughs> Not that I recall. <laughs> All right, so Robert, yeah. you've been in PhD for a couple of, let's say, at least a month. Good, probably closer to two at this yeah. point. What's your yeah. thoughts? I fucking love it. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I mean, yeah. I what? Well, first couple of weeks, I saw a review from you just pop up on our, our forums, and I was like, okay, well, I guess we got somebody that uh, got the bite and actually loves the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just felt like a home when I joined it. I saw. Everybody, how everybody's at least you know there there are rules, and then you know the, the, there's a laid back atmosphere, and the way that you guys talk, the way you guys joke, the way that the whole community, even though there are people who don't integrate, like some of them join and then they go away, and they, you don't know what's going on. I like the way that I just like the way that it is. I, I just feel at home here, basically. Well, we appreciate that, and before we start uh, hearing things. Robert is on because he's earned the trust to be on here and us not have to worry about Absolutely. too much. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's not just because he was saying we know he's been enjoying it here. But honestly, I mean, we try our best to make it so that you can. So, Well, I've been in many servers. I've been in public servers and I've been on private servers. And like I said at the very beginning, when I even tried to join here, I got booted off one for being a dick. But I don't know if I should be saying it like that. But I'm being You're honest. Good. So, look, as far as I'm concerned, I wasn't being a dick, and I, I learned my shit. So, if I ever hear something that we don't will end up like, and I can edit it out, you're good to just talk how you want. All right. Well, just keep your racial slurs to yourself, old man. We know. Oh how, yeah. We know how home. we know how you old people kind of get loose with those. It's okay. But it, it, this is 2023, <laughs> and you really shouldn't be using language like that. <laughs> on a serious note, I, I know I can speak for Chris in this instance. So I'm saying we're glad you enjoy the place, and we're glad that you decided to come on today. Not it's not just going to be talking about PhD, but we really like having you here. You've been nothing short of fucking excellent just with your RP and helping us get people in here. And, I mean, that means a lot to us trying to get people in the server when we have you that's helping. And we know that the quality people that you kind of bring around, for the most really part. Good people. Yeah, for the most part. There's been a couple of misses, but that's okay. We forgive you. <laughs> we, all have, we, all, we all have misses in our lives. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, this is all about life, you know. I can't, you can't always be 100% sure about everybody. Hey, the best baseball players are only hitting at about 30%. Think of it like that. So, yep. I'm going to ask, right, quite, you know, you talk about Poland. Have you ever been to the United States? Uh, we talked about Canada. Um, I've been like for two or three days. I was up, up New York State, Rochester. Okay. So, I've been to Rochester, I've been to Buffalo. Uh, only like on the outskirts of of the New York State, basically. Dude, oh, we need to get you here for a PhD meetup. Is what we need. Yeah, get your well, passport if you don't have it already. I mean, I got a Canadian passport, so I just wave that at the border and see. Yeah. Oh, there you um, go. I'm, I'm I'm all right. I can travel the world. It's not a problem. But the thing is that I've been looking for a place to go for a vacation because I got to take a vacation finally. But I think I'll wait until the winter ends. 
I yeah. don't want to come down there to Texas or to your guys' area and get caught by a snowstorm that shuts everything the fuck down. Like, yeah, uh, no, you don't want to be <laughs> You do not want to be here doing that mess. Not at all. No. But start <laughs> looking Start looking around April or May or, I don't know, when I uh, want to say whenever I get the uh, official date on uh, the Academy there, I'll uh, make sure to send you an invite to the graduation ceremony. Cough, cough. That could be nice. That could be our PhD meetup, and then spend like, two, <laughs> and then spend like two days getting plastered. But oh, jeez, <laughs> what? It's not PI. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I, I I wouldn't mind that at all. It'd be pretty good actually to get out. I've never been to Texas, and I I don't know why, but Texas seems like the place to be right now in the whole goddamn world. To be honest, with all the shit that's happening and all everything that's happening in the world, Texas seems like to be oasis of calmness. Let's say uh, it has its ups and downs, but it, I, I I know every country, every state and country in the world has its ups and downs. But Texas somehow feels like it's growing and it's doing good. Well, that was my whole thing with me moving here. I mean, at the time, yeah, my life was different, and there were differences for that. But me coming out here, I knew I had a, a system out here of friends that could help me if I ever needed it, which they've more than done their fair share of that over the years. But this place always kind of just seemed to resonate me with me, even as a kid. So it wasn't really that hard of a decision, uh, let's say, with Chris and them aside, to mm -hmm. just say, you know what, I think Texas is going to be a good place. I've had family that's moved out here before and lived out here, and I mean... What actually, so no, I'm gonna, this is going to be fun because I'm going to ask you now, what brought you into Texas? So there were a few things for me. Uh, number one, I was married and she had a kid at the time. So we were kind of looking to start a family of our own and kind of like, you know, be on our own, fly the coop, so to speak. So that was part of it. Um, another part of it was that I had Chris out here. I had Shane Aries and so on and so forth out here. And a big goal of mine was uh, becoming a cop. So I know if I have three friends out here that are, I think Aries at the time was becoming one. Um, but three friends that are cops out here, I knew that this was going to be one of my best opportunities to try and come out here and chase my dreams as well. Um, right. Beyond that, though, as I said, we were looking to move somewhere anyway. It just so happened that this being the best opportunity for a career and obviously having three close friends already out here within a short distance of each other kind of assisted with my decision to come out here. And at that point, it was just a matter of, at the time, persuading her to come along with. Okay. But I'm happy I'm out here now. I mean... There's been ups and downs, but I definitely, uh, there's no regrets with uh, how things have gone and how things went and me being out here. And That's awesome. I've definitely learned a lot of lessons. I mean, I can go on and on, but this isn't about me today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know Chris, uh, he's lived out here his whole life. I mean, yeah, I have. I say he's the local yokel of the bunch. Right. How, for you, Chris, how has it been watching this state change from, I know you were in a small town growing up and coming to where we're at now. Just How has Texas changed and what have you seen so far? Um, I definitely have seen the population affected. I mean, it, it skyrocketed, uh, at least in the last five years that I can attest to. Um, 
you know, a lot of different things. I've seen a lot of different things that I didn't think would come to Texas. Has, um, examples, you know, examples. Um, you know, we have Tesla here now, which is really crazy. I mean, you you've driven that corridor where they're at now. Yeah, uh, it, it's flipping huge. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the comedy scene in Austin that's grown so much in the past few years. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I mean, uh, you know, the sports. Uh, you know, Arlington, man. I remember Arlington being a, a kind of a mid. It wasn't never like a huge town, but it never was really small. You know, in the area that they're they're at, they had six flags. Six flags been there since the seventies. Um. But, you know, really that, and then they put the ballpark at Arlington there, which is where the Rangers played in the 90s, early 2000s. And then now it is just a hub of entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have the Rangers' new stadium. You still have the old ballpark. You have Cowboy Stadium. It, 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 the sports scene in Texas has really changed a lot. I'll, I'll say that. That's one of the big takeaways I'll say. Now, have you been to Jerry World? I have never been to Jerry World. I've been in and around it. Um, obviously you and I have been to the Rangers, uh, new, new house. Yeah. That's a really um, nice stadium. If you, if yeah. you find your way going through Arlington, check out a Rangers game. And I mean, that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I joined the old stadium before they went there. I, I obviously wasn't living out here when they had the old stadium. I would have loved to go see that, but this new stadium, it's really nice. There's not really a bad seat in the house. Uh, we had a great time when we went, Chris, so. I mean, I was watching on one of the local uh, streaming platforms, sport platforms, the uh, <clears throat> Rangers versus uh, who were they playing? It was like two weeks ago. Astros. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was uh, Texas Rangers versus Houston Astros. Yeah, yep. and I just loved the game. It was uh, the stadium was packed with people. Oh yeah. So even when we went, it was just a game. What did we go, Chris? Uh. It was just a. I can't remember who was playing. I've lost track of who was playing. I remember it was the Mariners. I just don't remember when. Oh, this has been um, July. I was about to say June, July ish. Anyway, let's say we went to that game because that yeah that was that weekend we went to uh, DreamHack. Yeah. Which that was. Uh, we'll get on the. Uh, we'll get on the uh, band of disappointment in video games a little bit down the road here. Because I have, we're gonna we're gonna have a nice giant rant here in about a couple minutes. But for the meantime, let's uh, stay positive. We went to DreamHack, and that was it was kind of underwhelming. In all honesty, I went to see a streamer who I don't even really watch anymore. But I went to go see a streamer I knew out there. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's injured. That's great. Um, went out to that game and or went out to that. It was all right, you know. Not more than a couple hours. Um, what did we do after that? We saw a couple of comedy show, or we saw a comedy show. There's a lot to do in that Dallas metro area, and uh, definitely, if you find yourself going through there, you should definitely go see. Yeah, no, definitely, you should stop. Ah, uh, now you decide to talk shitbag, huh? <laughs> Sorry. And this is what I like. You guys just act like your brothers. I just love this. <laughs> uh, brother from another mother, homie. Well, yeah, yeah. I on taxes, even though he's probably good at taxes because of his Jewish descent. Oh, go fuck yourself, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> look, I complimented you, and this is how I get treated. Yeah, that's a hey, backhanded you compliment. One more time, I'm huh? gonna fuck you up. You touch my drum set one more time, I'm gonna fuck you up. Oh, eat shit, motherfucker! I guess now that we're starting the bashing, I got oh, a, boy. I got a gripe to pick here. Okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I may forewarn you that this this rating is solely upon this individual only and not those viewed of the, the PhD podcast. Uh, these are strictly the views of my name, Giants, right here. Okay? <laughs> I personally wanted to say, fuck you to whoever the fuck decided to make Jackbox Party Pack 10. It was an absolute fucking disgrace to the fucking titles of Jackbox. Now, for those that don't know... What was so bad about it? I will get to that in a second. So, for those that have never played Jackbox, I fucking love Jackbox. Absolutely love the series, the games that are played... I have been streaming, recording, playing these stupid-ass games with friends for near a decade now. Okay? Quiplash. Dude, when I used to live stream, we literally probably would go months of just Quiplash streams. Or just in the groups that I had, we would play Quiplash. Or Jackbox. Some other games. Because there's plenty of games. There are 10 party packs. With five games each. So that's 50 games just in the party packs. They have a couple of separate ones and this and that. Okay, whatever. 50 games of party bullshit. I've had a blast with it for years. So when I saw Party Pack 10 for $35, yeah, that's expensive. Especially considering that's the most expensive that they've been out of the rest of them. But... For it to be that, and for you to deliver nothing but a pile of fucking dog shit into my fucking computer with these games, they were awful. There were a couple that were maybe just under mid at best. But my god, how dare you fuck us? And not in the good way. I didn't get to finish all over a Colombian girl's tits. Wow. You straight up fucked us with this game. I have to look up the, uh, I gotta look up the game right now, or the games that were on there, and I will go kind of in depth with these. I've never heard of anybody doing such a rage on a goddamn game. Oh, we're gonna. It's 35 fucking dollars for. For five party games. Was ready to play this, and he tells me the price for it, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of odd." But, <laughs> but inflation is what it is. I'm trying to pull this bitch up. I probably should have done it before. Uh, Party Pack Ten is available now. Let's see the games if they're listed right here. Okay, let's go down the list, and I'm going to shit on each and every one of these. Now there is TKO Two. TKO was a game in Party Pack Three. We never really played that game much, Chris. Robert, I know you really weren't playing any Jackbox with us yet, but I promise you, it's fun. I still love the older Jackbox games, okay? We played one of them. Yeah, that was Party Pack 10, I think you played with me. and it was... No, it wasn't 10. No, it wasn't? Okay. No. We will get to that in a moment. TKO2, it's a remake from a game, Party Pack 3. We never really played it here. Not a bad game. Not my kind of thing, but not a bad game. I would play it sometimes, okay? TKO2... It was just a sad fucking sequel. Like, the original was fine. Yeah, there's little bugs and fixes, but I don't... You didn't even really do that. 
And I'm not shitting on the bugs, either. They released a fucking shitty version of this game, too, because there were tons of bugs that we played it through. I'm willing to put those aside if these games are fucking good. But they're not! Not even remotely! So TKO2 is just a cheap fucking remake from Party Pack 3 that everybody seemed to love. No, I'm not a fan of it too well, but I get the hype behind it. I like drawing games. And the thing that pisses me off the most about that is the fact that you can buy these things that are made. Like, if you make a shirt, you can go in the game, you can go and buy that shirt and make it a real shirt. And I would think that's really cool. If that wasn't the only fucking thing with it, it's a fucking cash grab. That is all that shit is. Especially considering they won't print any of the fucking gross stuff that we do. Now, don't get me wrong. I get you, you, a guy sucking another guy off on a t-shirt. You don't want to print that. That's okay. Whatever. You, you, what do you expect? It's fucking Jackbox. People get dirty and gross in this shit. That is all this game has been, at least in my circle, which may say something about me. I don't care. But Lord Almighty. Uh, I'm not going to keep going about that. I'll just go in circles. Point being, TKO2 was nothing more than a fucking cash grab. It's n basically no differences between the original. So the next game is called Time Jinx, which is another uh, trivia game. And we like trivia games. We like Trivia Murder Party, Trivia Murder Party 2. And it wasn't a bad game. Okay? Basically, the point of Time Jinx is you have to guess the year that something happened. And there's little shticks in it that, like, reduce your points. And it's nice because it's kind of got, like, this golf theme to it. Or, like, a golf scoring system. The lowest points win. So, you want if you get the answer spot on... You get no points. If you're only three years away, you get three points. If you're 30 years away, you get 30 points. And you have a chance to drop your points. It was fine, okay? I can't shit on it. I like the trivia-based games. But you guys could have at least done something to make it stand out more. It was just... It was kind of boring. I mean, it didn't make me pissed off, but it didn't make me want to play it again. Like, the thing with Trivia Murder Party and Trivia Murder Party 2 is there's mini games within it, like, rotating mini games. Yeah, you see some more than others. There's there's surprises. There's different elements to the trivia game like that. And that's why Trivia Murder Party is such a good fucking game. Is because you don't know what to expect. You don't see the same questions again, which I'm pretty sure I saw the same question twice both times that I played it. So... It was okay. A lot of problems with that, but it just, nothing made me want to play it again. Now we go to Fixie Text. If I'm saying that right, I don't know. That game, where do I get started? So it's basically a game of Google Docs. It literally has a sentence. And you're basically, let's just say it's a three-on-three. Three. Actually, no, we'll do three-on-two, because that's how we played it both times. We only had five people. We did three and two. So there's group A and there's group B. Group A types, group B basically votes on the words that they like the best. Okay, what the fuck? That's it? You got, uh, I get the concept of it. 
you have to basically reply in a text message. There's no backspacing. So that's kind of cool. You guys get to screw with each other's texts and see how you can edit it. Okay, that's fine. But even the scoring system is fucked up with it. Because, it, like, last night when we played, there was the three of us. And we basically clicked on the words that we liked. And then the other group, the group of two, they kind of weren't with it, for lack of a better term. And they didn't click much. And they had the points, because we clicked on the shit that we liked. They didn't really click on much shit. And they had the points, because they were, like... Don't make it so that you can click up to seven... Basically, you can award up to seven points. You need to make it so that you can actually reward all seven of those points, or you're going to have fucking lopsided games like we did. Ice won last night by almost double the second fucking score. It was a bunch of bullshit. And it wasn't even a game in all reality. Click the my favorite words to give somebody points. Ooh. Now, the sentences were funny, but that's not because of the game. That's because we're a bunch of fucked up assholes, and we make shit funny. That's the best part about being with your friends. You just make that shit, and it can be stupid and gross and funny, and you know what makes your friends laugh. Chris knows he can say just about... Chris can say one word, and it will make me laugh. Because we know each other so well. <laughs> Fucking asshole, see? <laughs> anyway, back to the point. It was just stupid. There was no scoring system to fucking work with, really. That was broken, or poorly put together, not even broken. It, it just, ooh, finish the text. Ooh, let's play a game of Google Docs. Like, what the fuck? What do you mean by that, Google Docs? Like, Have you, you write down? So, if let's just say, <laughs> let's say I give you and Chris both a blank Google Doc sheet, right? And mm -hmm. I put a sentence. Yeah. Let's just say, the meat is more sweet when it's flattened on the street. There's your sentence. Okay. Now, we're going to have 30 seconds to try and just make this sentence fucked up. Basically, and you're trying to get the other group to vote for words, not even full thoughts, just the words that you guys put in that sentence. And again, there were funny sentences, but that's because we're funny. That's not because the game was good. You kind of mm. get where I'm going with that, Robert? Yeah. Okay. Chris, you understand where we're at so far? 100%. Okay. So, that was fixie text. Shit. Straight up shit. We're funny. Anyway, the next game we played was uh, Dodo Ray Me. And it literally, we didn't even finish it. It literally looked like a cheap fucking ripoff of Guitar Hero where we're just pushing buttons on our devices. That was it. Trying to make music. What the fuck? I'm looking on the Jackbox Party Pack site right now. This is the description. First time Jackbox has ever created a rhythm-based game. Players will select their intramist, select a song, and put their talents to the test in a performance that proves to be as wacky as it is fun. Well, it's not going to be that wacky, because, yeah, we might have just been the tutorial, but that shit was not fun. It had us fucking falling asleep. What am I If I wanted to play fucking Guitar Hero, I'd play fucking Guitar Hero. I don't go to Jackbox to play weird fucking Ooga Booga sounding fucking animal games. Seriously. Know your fucking audience. 
And then the final game we played, which we actually didn't play it the second night because we were just so drained of it, but we played it the first night. It's called uh, Hypnotorious. And the, the description for this is, forget everything you know about yourself and adopt a new personality. This social deception game will test the limits of players' abilities to inhabit a whole new personality. So when I played it the first night, I basically was told I'm a chocolate chip cookie. Really? Okay, whatever. I'm a chocolate chip cookie. There were five of us. So the whole point was that two people were in the same category. Two people were in another category. And then there was one person by themselves. I turned out to be the one by themselves. But basically all we were doing... Uh, I wish I even remembered. I remember it was fucking garbage. You need to answer questions to deduce the other players' identities. So our job is to try and guess what somebody else is. Have somebody try to guess that I'm a fucking cookie or... It sounds fucking... Hello. Uh, it sounds what? It sounds stupid. It was pretty fucking stupid. I remember that it, I mean, so it was supposed to be like, uh, what's it called? There used to be this game that you drew something on a piece of paper and somebody had to guess what it was. Yeah. Oh. And now, but they did it with music. I mean, come on. That's what that other game was, yeah. But still, just the entire pack was just full of fucking filler garbage. Straight fucking garbage. It was so bad, I've never done this in my life. I refunded it. I straight up fucking refunded my $35 for fucking Jackbox. And Chris can tell you firsthand, we have always loved a Jackbox. This pack made me absolutely fucking despise it. I left a review on it, and I don't ever leave reviews on games. So here's what I had to put on the review. This is easily the worst Jackbox Party Pack I have ever played. Do not waste your money on this garbage. I've been playing Jackbox games for almost a decade, which is true. And for the devs to have the audacity to charge $35, the most they've ever charged for this pile of excrement makes me doubt I will ever buy another product from these clowns again. There is not one game in this pack that is even remotely redeemable. At least pre previous packs have had at least two games worth playing. And this is true. We've played, as I said, Chris will also tell you, we've played Jackbox Party Packs where there are some packs that are great. Like Party Pack 6, we play basically every game in there. Party Pack 6 was a straight fucking hit. Party Packs, there's other Party Packs that we don't really play much. We haven't really played 8 or 9, but those still have some redeemable games. There's at least one or two that's like, okay, if we get in the right mood, we'll play it. There's not one. And it's just a slap in the fucking face to people like me who have been playing this shit for so goddamn long through so many different friend groups. Not just you guys. I've, we've been playing it in PHG for four plus years. But not just, just... I've been doing it for so long. And for it to just be this pile of fucking dog shit. Straight fucking garbage. I am more than fucking disappointed for the developers and whoever's in charge for releasing this pile of straight fucking ass. And I... I can go on and on, but I think I've made the point very clear. Fuck you, Jackbox, for trying to make me spend $35 on the worst pile of shit you people have replaced, or ever fucking put online. You guys should be a fucking shame to yourselves.
And with that, I guess we uh, have heard the uh, mind of Giants when it comes to Jackbox Party Pack 10. Yeah, I think I just wasted about a half hour <laughs> just going off at the fucking garbage that they just released. But uh, that I, I'm a, job on 11, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I will wait until I see fucking gameplay of it. Because that, uh, if I even decide to at that point, you might. Yeah, because that's disappointing for the really thrill record that we know behind that. Yeah, I mean. It's funny that I joke around with somebody in the server and tell them that, oh, it's banned and they get pissed off about it. Um, well, that person's related to you, so what do you expect? Yeah, don't <laughs> remind me. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, let's uh, go on to a different topic here because I don't want this whole thing to just be me spewing so my... I'll, I'll, I'll introduce the next topic and let you get your breath there, Giants. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank so you. We go back to, the, to our guest star here, Robert. So I'm going to ask just plain the difference. You, you live in Canada, you live in Poland. Yeah. You're a civilian, you, you don't have law enforcement experience, you've never been in law enforcement, but however you, most people can answer this question from just the, their eyewitness view. What do you think the key differences of policing is between both Canada and Poland? Totally opposite to each other. How so? Again, my perspective is from 1995 to the 2000s because I, the last time I was in Canada was in 2000. And I, when, when I was there, when I lived in Canada, the policing was kind of pretty laid back back then. I mean, it was the times when there wasn't really much crap going on in the world like we have now. 9-11 didn't happen. The police back then were friendly, in Canada at least, they were friendly, usually quite open to people. Uh, it's hard to say because I was also, like, my age was back then, I was like 15, 16, and I was never hanging around in groups that also, you know, that had problems with the cops. I mean, once I did because we were stupid idiots throwing rocks on an overpass to the cars traveling below the overpass. So yeah, we had a, we had a little situation with the cops then so here's my question for you then what is mm -hmm. the difference between the cops in poland versus what you see in the world news and whatnot about how u.s cops work and being in the server long enough to see how we act do this in real life and whatnot what do you what are the key differences you see between interacting in poland versus the u.s so i'll backtrack a bit for when i first moved to poland in 1995 Polish police was basically very corrupt. If you paid off a cop on the spot, like if he gave you a speeding ticket or something, he was going to give you a speeding ticket and points. If you paid him off with like $20 or $30, if you had dollars, usually the ticket would go away and you'd have no problems and you can carry on with your day. There's a lot of corruption. If you did anything that was illegal, but up to, let's say, up to... Uh, even murder, I would say, something like that, something bad like that, you could probably get away with it if you had a lot of money. They would drop the charges, and they also drove shit vehicles. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to explain this. It's, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put this in basically that the cops back in the 90s were totally different than now. They were corrupt. You could buy, you could do, you could buy yourself a cop back then. There was a joke in Poland that if you had at least $1,000, that means you could own a cop. Yeah, you'd have your own personal police officer for a month at least. So it, 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 was, so, it was weird. So yeah. that, that, that's <laughs> so, to say the least. 
that's interesting to me because when I think of corruption, I don't really think of Poland. But when did that eventually, you know, change? Uh, it changed. It was in 1999 when a, a new government was formed where the government basically said, well, that's enough of this fuckery with all the corruption and everything. And they threw out the head police chief of the whole country, basically the whole police department. And then they put in a guy who had about six years, I think it was experience from a New York police department. He was a Polish guy who worked in the NYPD. He moved back to Poland and he had some political ties. So they threw him in. Um, and when they threw him in, he did like the, he tried to do this 180 degree turn, like, you know, turn and burn basically. And it didn't work out exactly as he expected because he'd have to clean the ranks of almost all the police stations where it was known that corruption happened. So they would have to fire all the police chiefs. So it took about 10 years to change the whole system. Nowadays, if looking at what's going on, it seems that the police are, let's say, untouchable. Uh, they, I mean, there's always going to be some kind of corruption somewhere in the ranks because the, the police officers, like if you're a regular, you know, uh, street cop, like a regular street cop, they don't make a lot of money. They make like almost, I'd say somewhere around in, in about 2000 US dollars, maybe two and a half thousand dollars per month. So, you know, a beginner cop, he doesn't earn a lot of money or she. So they are still prone to making stupid mistakes, but it's also been changed that they have a mentor that who monitors everything. So it's it's a lot different. Basically now if I'm to say the cops that are out and about nowadays, um I've had a few run-ins with the police. I'd say they're quite professional now, but like when you go into a police station, like you see on the TVs in, in the USA, you have cubicles and offices and they have the, they have a nice building and all that. Yeah. Um, most of the police stations around Poland, they are just like for the last two years, they've been investing a lot of money to get new computers, a whole new system set up. Um, only two years ago in Poland, they allowed it. It's actually since this year, but two years ago, they started to do that. You don't need to have your driver's license with you. You don't need to have your vehicle registration with you at all now, and same with your insurance. You don't need any of those three documents with you because once they look up your data from the license plate, they get, you know, they'll have a return with all the information because all the insurance companies, it's a mandatory thing due to the European Union that there's a database where they can look everything up. Uh, the same goes with your driver's license and the same goes for registration, for your vehicle registration. So. In Europe, you do, in Poland, you don't have to have those th any of those three documents, and they can't do anything to you if you don't have the documents because they have the they have the right to go and search for your information. Now, if you give them fake information and they start digging around and they find out, well, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna end up probably having some problems. But in Poland, so it's it's changed quite a bit. Like the technology has changed as well. So. A lot of the police vehicles now are all, they have computers or they don't have, well, if you don't, if they don't have a built-in computer like the, you know, like you do in the States, then they have, uh, uh, not a laptop, but they have a tablet where they can look up information on the tablets. That's, it's all connected through probably a VPN of some sort to the main database. Yeah. So 
It's changed quite a bit nowadays. Yeah, that's quite interesting. And I mean, it's just interesting to see the differences between something that, like, obviously we've all kind of grown a nice relationship together in the base of spaces of law enforcement and RP and whatnot, just to see yeah. how different it is. You know, that's kind. It's uh, crazy. I have. Uh, I'm. I'm shocked that in the USA, you guys don't. You can't look up insurance. Well, yeah, we can. No, with insurance is one thing. Um, and we can look up people's information. Like if you give correct information, we can look up and see if you're valid as far as your driver's license or your license anywhere in the, the continental United States. That that's mm-hmm. improved. What we necessarily don't get a lot of times is um, we don't get like direct photographs of like of the driver's license. Um, you know, like I can't see an exact carbon copy of your driver's license. Okay. Well, here in Poland, you, the, 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 you got everything. Well, it's not in Poland. It's actually in the European Union. So since Poland's entered the European Union back in 2000, I think it was 2000, 2001, something like that, um, everything is uh, beginning to change, began to change back then. So we, you have license plates that are for the European, that, are, that can be used in the European Union so you can drive around and all that. But like in Poland, you still don't need those documents, but it's preferred if you do. Like, I mean, nowadays... Most people uh, like me. I can t- when I'm driving, I can pull up all my information on my phone. I can show them in one application. There's a government application that you install, and of course, some people are going to say it's a privacy risk, but that's a whole different subject. It's yeah, got your we're not having right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got your information for your ID. It has the information if you have a registered vehicle. And insurance is something that's on a separate app. Like, I mean, you don't even have to have the app. You you just say that here's my driver's license and my ID. It's in one application. And then he'll write it down probably on a piece of paper, or he might take the phone from you for a few minutes, and he'll go and check that stuff out on his computer. Uh, and if everything comes back and there's a good return, and there's the, then you won't have any problems. You'll just get your ticket and be on your way. So it's it's... Changed quite a bit. I mean, the police also, like, back, like, I think it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago, the police were driving these, I mean, people, the police were driving sugar cars and people would have, like, real good Mercedes Benz or BMWs that could, well, they could just blow the cops off, the, the wheels off their cars. And the cops used to, like, not really care much about people who speed who were speeding they didn't have photo radars like they do now or lasers um but back then it was all just you know they tried to make a radio call that they saw this car going x and x so fast or whatever it is and usually they didn't catch them nowadays they have a special group it's called the speed exactly s-p-e-d s-p-e-e-d it's a speed group in every single let's say province state in poland uh has five or six cars that are dedicated just to be driving on the highways who have quite a bit of power under their hood because I think the strongest one has 550 horsepower. It's a Mm -hmm. 3-liter engine. It's only a 3-liter engine, but it's got 550 horsepower because it's uh, usually bi-turbo. Yeah. So you got turbos in that. And they don't screw around. They, they, a lot of the pursuits that have happened that have exceeded 200 kilometers an hour, so that's like, I don't know, 140. 40 maybe, yeah, yeah 140 yeah, miles per hour, something like that. And these guys don't give up on it, even if they 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 go crazy and they usually catch the perp. 
usually because some of them well they give up because you know once you exceed a certain speed limit it's kind of risky to be driving like that through traffic yeah so but it's it's it's, there's a big difference like i'm sure there's a lot of differences when it comes to that stuff so i mean like when we started role-playing and you stopped me like you you stopped me and you say give me a license and registration i'm like well for what for oh i'll tell you that give me a license and registration i'm like well that's not how it's supposed to be so because in poland for example or in canada well no in canada it's changed now but it used to be that you when you got stopped and pulled over they would say, oh, my name is X and X, and I work with this and this department. And the reason for the stop today is blah, 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 blah. And, like, when you guys stopped me, because you guys, based off Texas, it's law, it's completely different. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is not how it's supposed to work. And then you had to remind yourself. Into, it's there's a lot of, of differences. Yeah, there really. is. And I mean, I'd like... Have to get a friend who's a cop to come, maybe he would, because he speaks a bit of English, so maybe he... He could talk, but uh, this is, like I said, this is for something different that we could do just out of curiosity, if he agrees to come, because... Well, we can talk he... to him, if nothing else, to get the information, you know? That'd be cool. Well, that's really cool, Robert, and I I mean, that's just so many differences. It's kind of weird just to think about, especially when you kind of just stay into your own little uh, circle, versus seeing it, uh, you know, completely across the different side of the world. So, I mean... But not to cut you short there, Robert, but we're going to end up ending it here. I'd like to thank Sir Robert here for joining us. Uh, it's been an excellent conversation with you today, even though a good half of it was me just bitching about Jackbox. Um, <laughs> let's say Chris had uh, something pop up, so Chris will uh, send his regards in the next episode. As for me here, Jack, I am at uh, PHG. I'd like to say thank you, everybody, for listening. If you haven't already... Make sure you go to purpleheartgaming.com so you can join the Discord and see all of this lovely entertainment for yourself. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can listen to it on YouTube, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere you can find your podcast, basically, is where you can find this one. Thank you guys all for uh, being here, and we will see you next week on the PHG Podcast.